0: Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. So this morning, we're gonna to look together a little bit about priorities. And uh, priorities are an important part of our lives. And uh, here it's 2023, wow, that is weird. Uh, who would have known? We made it this far. And uh, So here we are. We we live in a world that has its own priorities, right? And and each of us as individuals have priorities. But God's Word reminds us uh, that even though we live in this world, we must choose priorities that aren't always uh, in line with our culture. And God's plan for us, we know, is good. We know He has good things in store for us. He looks, us, looks at us, and He sees us differently than maybe what we see our, ourselves. And He sees us for who we can become in Christ. So there's always that transformation process that He is taking us through on a regular basis on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis. We don't always like going through those, but, but, but that's part of it. And he, and he sees us for who we can become. And to become who God wants us uh, and designed us to be, we have to make sure that we choose and we set those priorities in our lives so we can move that right direction. Uh, because, you know, we understand that there's all kinds of things that are pulling, all kinds of forces that are pulling on us in the life that we live. And so, uh, each of us, have, we have daily commitments. We have schedules, and we have, we have activities, and really, those are part of our daily agenda. So, you got that first part, the daily agenda that we, we live by, and then we have our vision, our values, those principles that we know are right, and, uh, and also our conscience. So, when we know that, hey, I shouldn't go this way, I should go this way, because this is the right thing to do, because you know what God's Word says, and and so those things guide and direct us. So they're guiding principles, so to speak. So you have your daily agenda, you have your guiding principles. And for most of us, there's, there's kind of this, uh, this river valley in between those two things. And it's like we have to get across the river uh, to be on the other side and kind of put these things together. Uh, we, we want to live by these certain priorities, but that really that sometimes they don't always reflect our everyday agenda. So, in that river valley, you know, you have to have a bridge over it, right? You have to be able to bridge from one side to another. Every time I drive on 75 highway, come on over the, uh, the, the, the river, it's like, you know, that wouldn't be nice uh, just to have to try to paddle across or to try to wade across that thing. you got to have a bridge to get across the thing. You know, one of those things that we can look at when it comes to priorities is actually Bible study and, or just regular Bible reading. Bible study is one thing, but reading the Scripture is pretty important for us as followers of Jesus because how do we really know how to live unless we see what the Word of God tells us? Because uh, we, honestly, we don't. And that's why a lot of people in our world uh, face some challenges is because they don't really know what the Word of God says. In fact, it should help shape our moral and our social life It should have some effects there. Yeah, you know, surveys tell us that only about eighteen percent regularly read the scripture. That's pretty low. So that means, like, if we put us all together and hear eighteen percent of us uh, read scripture on on a regular basis, and the Bible says in Ezra chapter seven verse 10, it says these words, For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord, and uh, to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Now, we understand it's Old Testament, he's talking about that time, but see, like like him, we still need to know what the Word of God says. We need to be aware of what the Scripture says to us. And, and we see how intense some of the early followers of Jesus were by what Luke said Over in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, he said this, Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the Scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. They were checking it out. They were like, hey, I'm going to see if that preacher even knows what he's talking about. So they break open the Bible. Well, for them, they unroll the scripture, the scroll, right? And so they're looking to see what the scripture says to see if what he's saying is right on the money or not. Then you have the word of God over in First Timothy chapter four verse seven says, "Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly." You know, there's all kinds of stories out there, all kinds of ideas, and they float around our world, and people pick them up. And but but those things shouldn't rule us. What needs to lead us and guide us is the word of God. We need to be directed and guided by the Spirit of God and His Word. So, the word train or exercise is a Greek word, uh, uh, gymnastio, in which, and we get the word gymnasium from it. And so, the, the, the key to bridging this valley uh, between your daily agenda and those, those guiding principles uh, is spiritual discipline. So, nobody nobody likes that word, right? Discipline. Hey, that's not my deal. No, it's all of our deals. As followers of Jesus, we want to to be disciplined in the things of God. We want to have uh, uh, some guiding principles, but we also have to actually add them to our daily agenda. Because those are two different things. We have to build this bridge over. Really, it's a gorge at times for us. It's a gorge at times. And you can do it, and it brings us to several things today that we're going to look over. And the first one is preparing ourselves to respond to change because we have to be able to respond to change in the world we live. Because the world is always changing whether we like it or not, right? It's changing. Our situations are changing as individuals, as families, because just the way life is. And so no, uh, no one ever met a goal by only writing it down. We need to be able to write goals. It's important for us. But we don't obtain those goals simply because we wrote it down. We have to do more than just write the goal. We have to be prepared to work towards uh, reaching that goal and and allowing the Lord to help us in our lives. And uh, so you need to have the goals. I encourage you to have goals. Set them down. Uh, but are, are you serious enough about your faith to write down some spiritual goals? It's pretty important. We should each one have some spiritual goals that we have down and then start moving towards them so that we can grow in our faith. And that's where spiritual discipline comes in. And that's the one where people don't like to, uh, don't like to hang around there very much because that makes me, um, really it's spelled like this, W R K. And a lot of times we don't like W-O-R-K, right? We, we, just, uh, we just like to be able to say, okay, hopefully this will work by osmosis. I go to church and if I just lay on the pew and, and, and if it just kind of floods over me, then I, I've got it down and I'm good. Well, it doesn't always work that way, Right. And so there, there's a part to that. So whenever you determine to make a change in your life, you're going to face a battle of your will, just the way it works. And as some people say that their desire to change has went on vacation. I wanted to change at one point, but that, that's gone now. After a while, people don't want to make changes in their lives. And many like to have their coffee made the same way every time. Others want to eat at their favorite restaurant on Tuesday evening, and then they come to Tuesday evening, and they've closed for a holiday. And then they're mad at the manager. Why in the world did they close? It's Tuesday evening. I want, I want to go there and eat. So You know, for whatever reason, they just like those things. And the facts are, we face change if we want it or not. If you have a flat tire, you're forced to either call AAA <laughs> Or or a friend, or a family member, uh, or you're going to change it yourself, right? That's just the way life is. And so we we have those things, and we try to work through things, but we're always going to have those little emergencies that happen, change in plans. You have to take responsibility and align your agenda with your direction or where you're going. We have to put those together. You have to align commitments and schedules and activities with your vision, values, and goals in other, in other words, we have to be able to align what we do with what God wants in our lives, with what we do with what we believe. Because we can say we believe, but if we don't align it into our lives, then we're missing out on something. Jesus said, he said, if anyone wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow after him. You know, it's always easier said than done, Right? But He will help us if we will allow Him to help us. And application is probably the most challenging part of change. Application probably is one of those difficult things, but it's also the most, it's the most crucial to responding to changes that we face in our lives. Because we all face those things, it's so easy just to live on cruise control. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys have been there or not, but if, if you drive out in West Texas, I remember one time when Jody and I, when we were living in North Texas and we were moving to Southern California, and as we were doing that, we were driving a, driving a U-Haul truck, and we're out, out by um, Midland, Odessa, somewhere out there, and, and they're driving 70 miles an hour in the U-Haul, you know, just, it was, it was great. And then all of a sudden, the thing died. <laughs> there's nothing out there but oil wells, sand, and maybe a few chickens i don't rattlesnakes i don't know, but anyhow, so we 're going out there it 's in the middle of nowhere, but while you 're going along, what do you do? You flip it on the cruise and you just relax well don't no do that you hold on the steering wheel. The only thing you have to do is is move the steering wheel, and everything else takes care of itself, but sometimes what happens with us when we 're out in those uh in normal life it kind of in the kind of in those uh uh, we're on a cruise. It's easy to go. And, and then all of a sudden, we tend to nod off, right? You're trying to watch your eye, keep your eyes open, and make sure there's no armadillos coming out in front of you and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so you're going along. you just got to gotta keep focus. It's easy to go to sleep. It's easy to go to sleep when we're living life. It's easy to go to sleep when we're just moving along and we just say, oh, let's let's live the status quo. But the Lord is moving us past that. He doesn't want us to stay in the same place where we have been. He, doesn't, he does want change. He likes change because change is good for us at times. Some, thing, some things need change and some things don't need change, right? But a lot of times there's things in our lives that we have to adjust so that we can allow God to work in His way. We don't want to uh, say that our, our desire to change is when out on vacation, it's too easy to go through the motions of coming to church and, and then going home and then going to Bible study and coming home and then God has called us to has called us not to live on cruise control but being aware of what's happening being aware and keeping our foot on the gas pedal and knowing when to hit the brake and knowing when to hit the gas pedal, knowing when to steer the car. We have to be able to allow God to work in us. He wants us to respond when change comes. Change will always come. That's the thing we don't like. But change will always come. It, it always does. And He desires that we, uh, that, that we be transformed into the likeness of His Son, Jesus Christ. And that is a process that He takes us through. But, but yeah, and there's, there's hills and there's valleys and there's times He meets us in powerful times. And then there's times that it seems like things are just kind of lull. But we have to allow Him to work in all of those times in our lives. He desires that we become transformed. Into the likeness of his son, and we have to ask ourselves these questions: Are you ready to align yourself to God's plan for your life, or are you hoping just to stay on cruise? We don't want to just stay on cruise. Sure, there's times. Are you ready to respond to change? But then we then we have to follow it up with this: prepare for resistance. And that happens to all of us, right? At at times, uh, this week was one of resistance for me. (laughs) I'm trying to handle, I was on vacation all last week, right? And I had to come to the office four different times trying to handle some business. It just, that's the way it was. I'm like, well, that's no vacation. Resistance. That happens to us at times, and we have to try to be ready for it. And sometimes we don't know it's coming. We have an idea that it will probably come in one form or the other, right? But we have to be ready, and we have to recognize that if we're going to set some spiritual goals, we are going to have resistance. Anytime we choose to follow God's plan for our lives, the devil will do everything he can to keep, keep it from happening. And you have to get ready to stand strong in Christ. It's, it's much easier to stand when things are going good, right? When things are easy, it is easy to stand. But, but that's why we have to encourage each other when times become challenging. Because they can be challenging. Sometimes go, just, they're just great. Other times that are challenging, when, then we need to encourage one another in the Lord. Yeah, look at what Ephesians tells us. Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is writing, and he says these things, There, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. He says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, now, we know that before you set goals, some spiritual goals uh, for this coming year, remember, and maybe some of you have already done that, but remember that you're, you're walking into the enemy's territory and you have to put on the whole armor of God. We have to be reminded of this, and many people go into battle without counting the cost or without recognizing that resistance uh, creates friction. We know that resistance creates friction. In fact, we know something about friction. If you know much about science, you know that friction creates heat, and that's what happens when you get a low tire on your vehicle. I remember one time I got up, I was getting up on the highway, and uh, there was this person that they were running. They were running fast. They were running in a Ford pickup, a big, a big uh, probably F1, F250, and they had a low tire. And I looking at the tire, and I'm like, that's not a good thing. And they pass me, and I usually keep a good, pretty good clip. They get, on the, they get up on the highway, and they're taking off. And before you know it, I saw them on the side of the road. Why? Because their tire was low. It was creating an intense amount of friction, which created a whole lot of heat. And that tire finally says, Buddy, I can't handle this anymore. And it blew apart, and they landed on the side of the road. That, that's just the way it is uh, for us at times. That sometimes those things happen... Uh, when, when we face stuff in life, we have to keep uh, air in our spiritual tires, so to speak. Yeah. Now, Paul says something else over here in Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve, uh, and we have to remember that we are in a spiritual battle, a uh, spiritual wars, and the battles aren't against other people. That's something that's important for us to remember. Uh, you always have to keep it in mind when you face resistance. Now. I'm not saying this either. I'm not saying that you should hide behind the guise of super spirituality, uh, pushing off all your problems onto the devil when you need to correct some things in your life. Because we understand that those are two different things too. We have to recognize that sometimes we have to make adjustments in our lives, and it's not the devil doing everything bad against us, right? Uh, And so, we have to recognize that. Paul tells us there in Ephesians 6, 13, he says to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And he doesn't say if, he doesn't, uh, but when. Why? Because we will face things in life and we have to recognize that, that the Lord is with us and we can stand our ground. And he reminds us, to keep truth holding up your pants. If you go on and read the rest of that, you can see that. And I'm just saying it in a different way. And remember that you are righteous in Jesus uh, we're righteous by faith in Christ. And, and Paul challenges us to stay prepared to share the good news of Jesus. These are all parts uh, of the, of the uh, armor that we wear, our spiritual armor that we wear. And, and then he says to pick up the shield of faith. And that, that faith in Christ will put out the rocket's uh, firepower, right? Those, those darts that come at us. It can put those things out, And in verse 17, Paul shows us the biggest one, put on the helmet of salvation. Stay right with God. Stay right with Him. Stay in a right relationship with Him. Keep Him as your number one agenda. Because remember, agenda is really where the rubber meets the road because what happens is when we let our daily agenda be off, it affects the overall, overall life. It affects where we're going. I think sometimes people don't think about that. They say, you know what? Well, I've got this vision. This is what I'm going to do. But they don't realize that it's their agenda that affects where they're really going. And so we have to make sure that we keep the right agenda. Keep Christ number one. See, after all the defensive armor uh, you, you have to put on in your life, Paul says this. He says, to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. God's word is a weapon to knock down our spiritual enemy. In other words, we need to know what the word of God says, and we need to rightfully divide it. We need to understand so that we can live out our life in a way that pleases God. And so God's word is a weapon. Don't, don't give in to Satan's devices. Jesus didn't, and he used God's word to set Satan straight. Jesus did it. We, we see it in the Gospels where He, he dealt with Him at, during temptation. And if you're ready to face spiritual resistance, then we need to consider this. Replace the urgent with the important. Replace the urgent with the important. So being addicted to urgency or to crisis is really self-destructive behavior. Now we all can go through challenges in our lives at a period of time and I understand that. But 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 being addicted to urgency or crisis, it, it can temporarily fill the void that's created uh, by unmet needs in a person's life. And so uh, you you have to be able to fill fill your life by putting out. If you have to fill, uh, fill up your life by putting out fires all the time, it can make you feel like you're making progress, but in the reality you're spinning your wheels, right? And But sure, there are times that we all go through that and those points, and people are great at responding to urgent things, but we, uh, but we know the difference between the urgent and the important. There's a lot of different things there. So there's urgent things and there's important things. There was a time in Jesus' ministry where he, Jesus ignored the urgent. He usually didn't. Normally, if somebody come up, hey, my daughter is sick, Jesus, could you help me out? Hey, this and this is happening, could you come by the house? Could you help us out? And normally, Jesus impromptu, but it wasn't that way all the time. In fact, you see it over in John chapter 11 there. But, but so we see in this case, uh, we find that John uh, or Jesus, in this passage, he had received a word to Lazarus, who was his friend, right? Uh, he, was, he was sick, but instead of going for this emergency, he said, "This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory. It doesn't make sense, okay? Why, why, why did he say that? Because if you look at that, because he died. Isn't that right? Did I misunderstand the story? He said, this this won't end in death. uh, But then he says, no, it's for God's glory. And so, Jesus knew the man was going uh, to die, and he did. But several days later, Jesus miraculously raises the dead man, and Jesus set aside the crisis of Lazarus' sickness or his illness He set that aside, uh, his need for healing for something else, which ended up being a miracle that he did in the end. We don't know it all, do we? We don't get it all. We don't understand it all, but he does. Uh, And he's got us in his hands. The, The more crises that we have in our lives, the less we deal with the important things. Have you thought about that? You have this crisis, you have this crisis, you have this crisis, you have this crisis. And sure, we all have them at times, right? We just all do. And uh, that's just part of living. It's part of living in a broken world because that just happens. But you have to be ruthless in in pushing some of the urgent things away to create an environment for the important. It's those important things are the ones that build us and make us stronger so that we can make it through the tough times that happen in our lives. It's those things that make us stronger. So uh, we can't just keep on going in the old way and let crises rule our lives. Uh, there, there's no, there, if you do, it's going to be difficult to succeed in being the kind of person that God wants you to be. So we can all grow from those things, but there's no way to be set apart for God unless you take time for it. So we have to, that's why we're here. Right. We're all here for that reason. So we're giving God some time so that we can grow and so that we can build up our faith and be stronger, to be encouraged, to be able to follow him in a better way. Uh, so living God's way is important. That, that is that is so important for us. So if you want to be all God is calling you to be, then let Him help you prioritize the important things in your life. We all have to do that. Don't let your life become eaten up by all, all the crises of life. Sometimes people actually create a culture of crisis in their family, and there are times that families... Have a crisis which arises, and that's normal. Uh, but but when a family crisis, uh, uh, when a family lives in crisis all the time, there has to be a shift at some point. There must be some kind of change. You must have to work through that to try to get through those times. There there's no better time to make the change than when we're on the downside of the crisis. Another urge: be ready for it, right? just just the way it is. And, and so it's kind of funny this morning. So we're we're getting ready. We're almost ready to leave. And, and we get a phone call from a family member that their vehicle draw, uh, breaks down. And so they the call. We're trying to walk through the process, say, hey, try this, try that, whatever. And so going through the details, it's like the, the emergency, right? And, and, and but, oh, I'm like, well, we've got to go to church. We have to... We, Excuse me, we had to make it to church, so we have to handle that. So we handled this other thing and then, then coming to church because I know how important this is. Doesn't mean that the other thing isn't important, but it doesn't have the same, same amount of importance, right? And, and it's an urgent situation, but there was a way to work through that. But we have to be able to focus. Otherwise, we all will have so many fires in our lives that we'll be chasing those fires, trying to put them out, and trying to get the extinguisher to knock those little fires out that we're not actually able to do the things that we, God has called each and every one of us to do. So, if you have a personal financial crisis, you don't just fix the mouse, right? You don't just do that. You, you, you must uh, you have to fix it, but, but you have to co- uh, find out what the overall problem is. You have to go back to the core. What's the basics here? You have to go back and see, uh, am, I, am I living? Uh, you have to ask the Lord, Lord help me with this, uh, show me what to do. Then you have to look, are you living within your means? You know, Are you living on a budget? Are you, are you, are you uh, eking out, especially in the times we live, right? With the economy and things, it's important now to be smarter than ever how we handle our finances. And so am I living with my, in my means? Am I giving back to the Lord? Uh, you know, aside from other key things that we have to look at, it doesn't always mean that you failed, but, but we all always need to look at those basics and go back to square one. In our walk with Jesus we need to be able to prioritize the important things over the urgent activities. It's a meaningful principle in your walk with Jesus Christ. And there are other important things working in your life on top of attending church I, I, hope, I hope that's the case for you. I, I, attending church is a very important thing. Why? Because we grow and we challenge one another. We, we need that. Uh, it needs to be more than online if we're capable. Sometimes people, their health won't allow them to, to do that, and we understand. But, but this is a, it's a meaningful principle in our walk with Jesus. Do, do you do devotion? Do you allow the Word of God to speak you, to you on a regular basis? And do you read the Word of God and share your faith? Work at setting your spiritual priorities. Find a way to set those spiritual priorities in your life. But in this journey, you need to be able to mark down your spiritual progress as well. So we need to write it down. Find a way to do that. Everybody does it different. Sometimes people, I know some that do it on their their phone, maybe on the Bible app. I, I I know that Jody's talked about that before. There's a... There's a part of the Bible app. I don't use that part, but uh, uh, some can use paper. And you know, Maybe I'm old school with that, but I still use the Bible app to read and stuff. And, and, and things have changed, right? So you may pull out a tablet and say, you know what, I'm going to put this on my tablet and, uh, and uh, write down some things for yourself so you can follow through with some goals in your life, spiritual goals. So write down your progress. In Philippians Philippians 3, verse 14, it says this. Paul writes this, and he said, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, if you're going to record, record, uh, record or write down your progress, you actually have to have a goal, right? If we don't have a goal, what pro- how can you write down progress? It's just like uh, pie in the sky. Yeah, it's going to be good. Tomorrow I'm going to be better than I am today. Uh, So sometimes we have to say, hey, you know what? I I have a problem with uh, slapping people. Uh, So I'm going to say, I'm not going to slap people anymore right? Maybe I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe but, but if it is, uh, you know, or maybe it's some other issues, right? Maybe it's the, the, the language you use, and you say, well, i got to change the way I speak. There's so many different things in our lives that we can put down. And uh, maybe it's habits. Maybe you got some other habits out there. you gotta, you got to put those things down. You've got to put a goal down, and you got to talk to God about it. Say, Lord, help me with this. See, writing can really be a way of tracking your spiritual growth. Get a, get a book, a tablet, do something and put it down so that you can use that to track your progress. And keeping some kind of journal Or it can empower you to see and improve on a, on a day-to-day basis the way you're developing and using the gifts God has given you. A lot of us have heard of Jim Elliott. He was a missionary, uh, uh, served among the Oki Indians, and uh, but the guy, uh, we know him mostly because he lost his life as a missionary in uh, South America. And but this guy, two weeks before he was killed, he he uh, he wrote this in his journal that he had, uh, and he said, "In studying Spanish, because he was trying to learn another language, Spanish was his second language." So, in studying Spanish, I let off English Bible reading and my devotional reading pattern was broken. I have never restored it. So, you know, he's trying to learn another language, so he's working in that language. But, and so, he kind of set his regular Bible reading aside. And he says, translation and preparation for daily Bible lessons is not sufficient to empower my soul. What he's saying, as a minister, if all I do is study to preach to other people, that's not enough for me. I don't know if you thought about that, but it's true. For us, for us preachers, uh, it's not enough for us. And if you do a Bible study, and if that's your only Bible study, that's not enough for you, because that's for other people. And so you need God's Word speaking to you personally. And, and then, then he goes on to say, Prayer as a single man was difficult. Remember, I remember because my head, my mind always reverted to Betty. Here he's trying to pray, and all he thinks about is Betty. My goodness! This guy's hey—he's writing in his journal. Now, now it's now it's too hard to get out of the, uh, out of bed in the morning. I've made a re- made resolutions on this score before now, but not followed them up. So he's having a hard time getting up at the right time to be able to do some kind of devotion. And then he says tomorrow, it's to be dressed. Uh, it's, it, his goal is to be dressed by 6 a.m. and study in the epistles or. Some of the writings of Scripture before, but breakfast, so help me God. So here's this guy. He's known as a hero of faith. He really is, right? And he's struggling with those things. He's this man, he's known well for his faith, and two weeks before his death he was struggling with the fact that he had been spending all of his time reading the Spanish, which was second language to him, and not really getting food for his soul out of the English Bible, which was first language. And he said that by God's grace he would start all over again tomorrow at 6 a.m. I don't know where you are. I'm not sure in your situation. There, maybe, maybe you feel like that. Maybe you've uh, you've done well at times, and at other times you haven't. But, but, but I want to encourage you. See, He knows because He's wrote it down, so He can remember what He's done, and it's helpful. How how are you going to finish anything without a goal? I don't know how you finish anything without a goal. It really, you just doesn't make sense. You know, you could could you imagine running a race and say, yeah. Uh, we're just going to all of a sudden say, you win. <laughs> no, it wouldn't make sense. You're, you're looking for the finish line, right? You're, you're waiting for that, that, that ticker tape, whatever that tape is. It comes across the, the, the line. You're looking for that. There, there's an end part to this. We have to be able to set our focus on a goal. We have to set a goal. As long as you're breathing, you should have spiritual goals. The Apostle Paul said it this way over in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Then he says this, Run in such a way as to get the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. See, we need spiritual goals, and then we need to run after those things. We need to move forward with them. We have to run to win. Don't simply run for running's sake like the gerbil in that little wheel in their cage, right? You know, otherwise, if we're just like that, running like the gerbil, you know, what, what benefit is that uh, for us? Well, I guess it gives us some hard exercise, some cardio. Uh, but, but, but I don't know. They don't, they, they're not going anywhere. We need to be able to have purpose. We need to set goals, spiritual goals that matter. Are we growing? We want to grow. We need to grow, each and every one of us. doesn't matter who we are. Have you ordered by your life by your values, your vision to follow Christ, and the goals you've set to serve God? Have you chosen to actually prioritize your life according to what your spiritual goals really are? So it's kind of like there's we're bridging, bridging the, the river, so to speak, right? We're, we're coming from one side to the other. We're, we're saying, okay, now my daily agenda has to have some real spiritual impact of what uh, my, my values really are, of what, what, the, what the values of the Word of God. Not, not your cultural values. We all have some cultural values, but I'm, I'm saying let the values of the Scripture, let it speak into your life and, and allow it to guide our lives and allow it to affect to build a bridge over into, into our daily agenda. Uh, a teacher one time, you know, they you see do all kinds of things, right? To give an illustration, and they take a jar of some sort and they put big rocks in it. And then after they put big rocks in it, they put some pebbles in it. And after they put the pebbles in it, they they put sand in it. And then after they put the sand in it, it fills the thing to the top, right? They pour it, fill it with water. And and after that's done, then you you, you see that thing, is just, there's not a spot in that jar that isn't full, right? And so you think, uh, and so, uh, Asked the student, so what, what do you think this means? And he said, well, y'all, you can put more in uh, no matter what. You can just fill it totally full. And they're like, that's, that's not really it at all. If you don't put the big things in first in your life, if you don't put those important things first in your life, then it's really going to be hard to put them in when all of a sudden you've put in the pebbles you put in the sand and you put in the water. Now you're going to try to fit a big rock in there. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Our lives fill up too easy because we have all these other things that can fill us. But we need to make sure that we put the big things in that are important, like faith, like love. We need to have our relationship with God. That should be be number one. That should be on our daily agenda. If God is really important to us, He should be in our daily agenda, right? That should have have an effect on us. So as we wrap this up this morning, are are you actually putting the important things in your jar? Are you putting those things in that you need? And Maybe for some of you, you right now, you say, well, you know what? Yeah, I am. But then you, it's like your conscience says, you know what, this one here, man, that's got to go in the jar. And it may be today, this is your day to dump the jar out. This is, this is the day to dump the jar out. I think you need to dump that jar out and start putting the right things back in. Put the important things back in and say, you know what, my relationship with God, that's number one. I'm going to put that in my jar. I'm going to put that Bible reading in my jar. I'm going to put these things in my life so that I have something that can make me strong. Because each and every one of us need those in our lives. And when you get up in the morning, is your vision to follow Jesus there in your jar? Make sure that that vision to follow Jesus is there. If it's in the jar already, it's going to make it it a lot easier to run the race and to win on the other side. It's not work. Now we're not competing with the Joneses, guys. We're not competing with other people. We're competing even within ourselves. And the enemy of our soul is doing everything he can to keep us from on the pathway that God wants us on. Give yourself another start for 2023. Give yourself another start. Dump your old jar out and start putting in the good things that God has for your life. Put in those important things so that He may do in you and through you the things He wants to do. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we're grateful for your faithfulness. We are grateful, Father God, because you've provided so much for us as your people. We're your people. You take care of us. You're better, you're better than the herdsmen than the shepherds that take care of their sheep and the cattle and all that. So we thank you, Lord God, that you care for us more than that. Lord, we appreciate your kindness that has led us to repentance. And Father, this morning, we dump our jar out. We dump our jar out in front of you, Father, with all the stuff that's in it, that's filled up all the cracks, all the places. We dump our jar out, Father God. And we ask you, Father God, to help us to recognize those things that are really important. Help us as we choose to put those important things back in our jar. They can take up the space they need. Father God, we thank you that you help us to set the right priorities in our lives so that this year, as we set goals, that the goals won't, they won't just be random. There'll be goals that matter, that we can measure. I know, Lord, there's some goals that we can't measure very well, and that's left up to you, and that's fine, Father God. We're okay with that. But, Father God, we also understand that there are some goals that are going to affect our spiritual lives that really can be measured, and you want to work them in us. Help us, Lord. We yield ourselves to you this morning. Lord God, we say have your way in our lives. Father, we dump the jar and we're going to put some new things back in so that we can follow you and we can grow in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm